On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the what, why, and how of ultrasound IVs and how you can get into it yourself. Hey guys, and welcome to the Nurse Dose Podcast. Like I said, today we are going to be talking about ultrasound IVs, how I got into it, how you can get into it, and why you would want to get into it in the first place. But first off, we're going to have a little bit of a story time. My journey into ultrasound IVs started with one patient. And this is a patient that I had about a year out from nursing school. So I was still pretty new to nursing and my skills were still pretty limited. But this patient was a DNR patient. And it was a patient who was requiring Levofed. And I know a lot of people get confused with DNR patients. They almost think that DNR patients are comfort care patients when they're not. DNRs do not resuscitate. You still do everything else that you can to help that patient. You just do not resuscitate, like it says. So this patient had required Levofed, and with it being a private hospital and not having all the resources that we could, like you have in some of these teaching hospitals where you have doctors there all the time, this patient only had one IV, and it was a peripheral IV, And of course, we all know that peripheral IVs are not the best thing to have when you have a a vasopressor running. So of course, as my luck would have it, overnight the IV blew and we had to stop the infusion. Of course, this causes the patient's blood pressure to drop and nobody could get an IV on this person. And it was just one of the most heart-wrenching things that I witnessed, really. I could do nothing for this patient just because we could not get an IV for them. Eventually, things worked out in the end, and we were able to get her situated, and things turned out how they should. But those moments where I felt extremely helpless really motivated me to find a way to fix that and so that I never had to feel that again. And the obvious answer came out to being ultrasound IVs or to do ultrasound IVs, to learn how to do them. And it's something that people just didn't do at my hospital. Nobody even thought about it. Nobody thought it was an option for them. We had somebody that we paid outside to come in to put in pick lines and sometimes he would put in ultrasound IVs for us. And I saw this and I was like, why can't we do that? Why are we paying somebody to come in, some outside contractor? Why are we paying them to come in? And sometimes they can't even come in. They make their own hours. If we call them in the middle of the night and we say, hey, we need a pick or we need an IV, they can say no. So why can't we train the nurses that we already have to do these ultrasound lines and have them on hand on the shift. And for those of y'all who might be a little lost, ultrasound IVs are basically just IVs that are put in through ultrasound guidance. So you can see where the vein is and you can see where your needle is and you basically just hit the target 
and you've got an IV. So it's great for veins that you can't see on the surface, which are usually even better veins because they are more supported by the fascia and the tissue around it, and they're more stable. They don't roll as much, and they're usually less prone to um, blowing. So that is why it is very important. It was very important to me to find out how to do this. I had watched the guy who did our pick lines do these, you know, when he was done with his pick lines and we, you know, asked him for a favor. And it seemed to me like it wasn't that hard. It, it seemed pretty straightforward. There are just a couple of rules that you had to follow and it seemed easy. Now with this, I'm going to preface all the rest of this by saying that Everything that I say is secondary to what your hospital policy says. If your hospital policy says that you cannot put in ultrasound IVs, then you cannot put in ultrasound IVs. I'm not responsible for you getting in trouble if you try putting in an ultrasound IV. So make sure you check your policy, check everything, check the nursing board of the state that you're in, just to make sure this is something that's still in your scope. It is technically in the scope of nurses, but just double check um, and take everything I say with a grain of salt. So anyways, with that motivation in mind for me with the ultrasound IVs and that patient in my mind, I went home and I started studying on how to do ultrasound IVs. And the main way that I did this was through YouTube. And I think back then I only found like one or two videos that somewhat went over it, but it was more for physicians and more for putting in central lines or pick lines. And so I kind of had to translate all these things to PIVs. And the thing is, is that a lot of these people that actually use ultrasound to put in uh, ultrasound IVs are using specialized IVs that one will show up better in the ultrasound. It has better luminescence, I guess. Um, and two, they're usually longer because uh, sometimes you need a longer needle to get down to those veins that are a little deeper. So what I was working with in my hospital, um, like I said, it's a private hospital. There's not as many resources as there probably should be. And so I was just working with regular IVs and the problem with that is they are usually like 0.75 inches um, and it's just not very easy to see on the ultrasound. Whatever they're made out of, it just does not reflect the ultrasound as well as these uh, more specialized ones do. So anyways, I was looking at these videos and it gave the overall technique of how to do it. And this isn't a episode on how to do ultrasound IVs. It's how to get into it. Um, different places are going to have different ways of doing it. And like I said, with my place, you know, there wasn't any orientation. There were, weren't any training um, classes, no in services on how to do it or get certified. So this is something that I was just doing on my own. And um, so like I said, I looked at the videos. I felt like I got a good grasp on the technique. And then I went to my manager and asked him if this is something that we could do. And so he agreed. And he said as long as the um, pick line nurse was um, willing to watch me do these uh, insertions and 
check me off, then he would allow me to do this. So the next couple of shifts that I had, I ran into this, uh, this pick line nurse and he watched me do it. And I used the techniques that I learned from YouTube and he actually complimented me on my technique. And he said that, that I was good to go. And he signed me off that night. I think I did like five IVs and these were all with the IVs that we had in the hospital, not the ones that he brought that are usually longer. And so from then on, I was the only person in that hospital that could do ultrasound IVs. And now that sounds pretty cool, but something that I've realized is that it kind of sucks. It's it, it means that you are the only person that can put in an IV when nobody else can. And that puts a lot of burden on you as one nurse, especially when you're taking your own patients, because then you become the person that everyone goes to to get IVs. And it doesn't matter if they, if, if they haven't, if they've tried, if they haven't tried, they're going to come to you for IVs because people start getting lazy with it and they'll just come to you and ask for an IV and you'll find out that most of them don't even try sometimes. So that's something that you have to watch out for. And it got to the point where I was so frustrated with this that I would ask the nurse or I would ask the patient um, when appropriate um, if the nurse before had tried, or I, I would say something like, so where did the nurse try, um, before just so I know. And a lot of the times the patient would just say, oh, the, they didn't try at all. And it, it's stuff like that, that will cause you to lose your skills. And it brings me to another point that if you are going to try to do ultrasound IVs, you need to be solid with putting in IVs naturally without assistance. Because when you start putting in ultrasound IVs, you can start losing that natural talent to put in IVs. And it just doesn't help when things aren't available. Like when the I, when the IVs aren't available, when the ultrasound is not available, and it, you're just going to start doing yourself a disservice. So you have to learn the fundamentals of putting an IV in first without any assistance, without any ultrasound assistance, and then go into putting it in with the ultrasound. You have to be proficient with it first, naturally, and then you can go into the ultrasound. So that's how I got into it. But since then, I've learned that a lot of hospitals are now actually making their own in-service classes to certify you, with air quotes, to certify you to do ultrasound IVs for that hospital. So this does this isn't something that can transfer over to other hospitals because when I moved from my first hospital where I learned how to do ultrasound IVs to my second hospital, I still had to go through this class and get certified before I could start putting in ultrasound IVs at this new hospital. And honestly, it was very easy with the past knowledge that I already had and the experience. And so I think with this class that we had, you had to get, um, I believe it was five witnessed, um, ultrasound IVs on the floor with a supervisor or team lead or something watching you and checking you off. And I got all of mine in my first shift. So it's, it's stuff like that. You know, you will have a class like that and they'll go over the basics of how to put it in, how to read the ultrasound, how to look what you're looking for how to spot a artery from a vein, 
um, which veins you need to avoid, all that stuff. So that's why classes are good. Um, a lot of that stuff I was not taught by myself. Of course, I knew how to differentiate a artery from a vein, but uh, to know which veins you need to stay away from because those are usually the ones used for pick lines is something very important. And uh, knowing where veins can be found with the ultrasound is something else I didn't really know because nobody really went over it. But now I can just put my probe somewhere. I know there's going to be a vein and usually find a big juicy one. So that class was actually really helpful for me. And after that, I was able to start putting in IVs on every floor of every unit uh, in this new hospital. And it's a huge hospital. And what that brought me to was an opportunity to work on the VAT team or the vascular access team um, part time and pretty much PRN. And what that was, I would just come in on my days off and put in IVs everywhere, including the ED, put them in med surge, ICU. Anywhere that someone put in an order that said that they needed an IV, I was going there putting in an ultrasound IV. I think some days I'd put 10 to 15 IVs in within like a four-hour time period, which is insane if you think about it. But so that's kind of like the why and the how um, and the what, what ultrasound IVs are. Um, I can go over briefly um, the equipment that I have used. Um, so... Everyone's seen an ultrasound. This is the same ultrasound that physicians used to put in central lines, and that's the same one that I used when I first started. I actually asked my intensivist if he was okay with me using the ultrasound at night when he wasn't there, and he said that he was. So um, be sure you ask because a lot of physicians are kind of really uh, touchy about uh, people touching their ultrasounds and stuff like that. So make sure you ask about that. Um, and when I started, like I said, I used normal IVs, but it's very hard to actually visualize the needle um, with the ultrasound. But then when I moved to my next hospital, they actually had the IVs that um, were actually like luminescent with the ultrasound and it made it so much easier. It like twinkled like a star uh, in the ultrasound. So it made it really easy to do that. And then my hospital started experimenting with different types of ultrasound. So I don't know if everyone else's Facebook marketing is the same as mine, but I get marketed those, uh, butterfly, um, ultrasounds that it like hook and hook up to your tablet or your phone. And we tried that for a little bit and it was kind of strange because it came with like a small Android tablet attached to like a rolly uh, pole and the probe was just kind of small and it felt kind of cheap to be honest. And we tried those out and I just couldn't see anything. Everything was so low res. Um, you couldn't make out noise from the IV needle and um, it just wasn't something I was very happy with. But that was uh, probably a year and a half ago, so they might have um, upped the quality of that. So if, if your hospital is looking into it, then I would just try it. But the traditional ultrasounds that physicians use to put in central lines and A lines, those are the ones that I go to, and those are usually the best ones. And that's basically all I want to touch on for this episode. I'm not going to go over a technique um episode on how to do ultrasound IVs because 
one, it's really hard to do it with just audio. And two, I don't want to be teaching stuff uh, the wrong way or the way that uh, might not be approved by your um, hospital policy. So um, that's something that's just going to have to come on your own, be it like some kind of training class your hospital has or some kind of uh, self-learning via YouTube or, um, like I said, pick nurses are great resources. If you don't have anybody who's doing ultrasound IVs in your hospital, I guarantee you, you have a pick nurse somewhere or a pick nurse on call. So try and catch them when they come in and kind of ask them about it and see if maybe they'll be willing to teach you and talk to your manager and see if it's something that you can get started. Cause I started the whole ultrasound program at this one hospital and it's really done a lot for a lot of patients. Um, kind of like the one that I described, um, in my story. So it's something that it's really worth it to do. Um, and if you are interested in it at all, then take the steps to get started with it. But at the same time, just remember that you are going to be a very valuable asset to whatever unit or whatever hospital you're at and expect for people to ask for your assistance. It can get pretty daunting sometimes because I've been asked to put in IVs when I have fresh cabbage patients and all that stuff. And you kind of have to just learn to say no sometimes. Um, and you have to prioritize as well. Like, have they tried? Is this patient super sick? Does this patient absolutely need it right now? So those are things that you kind of have to ask yourself and learn how to um, assert yourself that way if you're going to learn the skill. Because like I said, it's like gold in a hospital to know how to do this. So um, like I said, that's that's all I really wanted to talk about this episode if y'all have any questions on this, like I said, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at nurse dose official DM me any questions that you have. Um, you can follow me on my website. You can subscribe to it and send me a message there as well. If this episode did anything for you or you learned anything from it, if y'all wouldn't mind just uh, giving me a rating on iTunes or a follow on Spotify, it really helps the podcast. Um, anyways, I, I will talk to y'all next week when the next episode comes out. Um, it's either going to be over critical thinking or nursing jobs that are not bedside. So if any of those intrigue you, then stay tuned to the next couple of weeks. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.